a rousy fight last Saturday night, and we previewed it last week with our our good friend who was on the call for Showtime Championship Boxing, Al Bernstein. And when I hear Earth, Wind, and Fire, I always think of Al, too, a Chicago native, like our good friends EWF, and he's even incorporated a little Earth, Wind, and Fire in some of his uh, performances. Isn't that true, Al? Al. Where's that? No, wait, hold on. I, I, I didn't hear that. What was the last thing you said? I said, I, and I believe that Al is incorporated by my request uh, an Earth, Wind, and Fire tune once or twice in his day. Uh, I guess that is true. I am. <laughs> What's going on, my friend? Oh, not too much. Uh, good, to, good to be with you as we review uh, the weekend's uh, festivities. I'm just. Uh, Getting uh, back into the swing of things of regular life after a busy weekend. So, Al, did you get a chance to see the diehard Cubs fan that you are, the Drew Smiley near-perfect game? I saw a little bit, and I did see how the uh, it went, uh, uh, you know, uh, awry. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, it's interesting that the Cubs this year, at least they're playing adequate baseball, which is good. Yeah, so Jan Gomes did his uh, post-game um, interviews with a football helmet on. And I guess that's apropos, like a Cubs football helmet. I don't know if you saw this, but maybe it's apropos since he just, you know, bowled over Drew Smiley there. Like, what? Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. And I feel bad for those pitchers because, I mean, let's be you'll probably ever, never, you know, get a chance like that uh, again. And who knows if the yeah yeah and and in today's day and age you could have a no hitter and be in the seventh inning and they would take you out so yeah um, yep. you know not only are you not, not only are you fighting the odds of actually doing it but most of these guys are fighting uh, their managers who won't even let them stay in a game no question all right speaking of fights uh, Javante Davis victorious over Ryan Garcia the seventh round uh, knockout. Uh, let's start with that, Al. Um, give me your thoughts as you were calling the fight uh, there on the Showtime uh, pay-per-view. When you saw the body shot, uh, what were you thinking? Well, you know, it's interesting. I, I We all felt that when we were calling the fight live, when it happened, honestly, we didn't even really see the body shot. It was very hard to – it happened so fast that it was – he was taking the knee, and you presumed it was a body shot, but it wasn't until we saw the replay that we really understood the significance of the punch, and it was a very good body punch uh, by uh, Davis. And, you know, Garcia just wasn't able to uh, sustain after that, and uh, he he couldn't continue. And I know, you know, uh, he's taken a beating on social media, I guess, from some people. Uh, the only thing he has, the only thing he has not been accused of, well, I, I did a tweet a little while ago in which I said, you know, on behalf of Ryan Garcia, uh, in his defense, he was not responsible for Watergate. He was not <laughs> at the Capitol on January 6th. Um, he did not uh, do anything with Iran-Contra, and he wasn't the guy that greenlit the remake of the Magnificent Seven. So, you know, let's. Let's just at least know that he didn't commit any of those atrocities. So, <laughs> Al, was the Magnificent Seven, that the the newer version, was it really that bad? It wasn't good. I, and I, <laughs> I love all the actors in it. And you know me, I yeah. love every Western. If you put a, a guy in a cowboy hat and a horse in a movie, chances are I will think it's Shakespeare in the Park, yeah. right? 
Um, but uh, this one didn't really work out too well. Yeah, remind me again never to have you and Bill Cartwright on the on on the same show and the same segment. You guys in your westerns because I I think I got ganged yeah. up last time we did that. Yeah, yeah we we kind of I think I believe we we completely shanghaied your show. <laughs> you that, did, wasn't, you did. that wasn't very nice. You did. Uh, are you a fan of Shane? Is Shane, a good western for you. I like Shane, yes. There, very good. There you go. All right. So, you know, speaking of the body shot, I mean, is that Garcia's getting all this all this flack because of the body shot? I mean, we've seen some greats go down for body shots, and, and now shouldn't boxers be shamed for that? I mean, Oscar De La Hoya went down to Bernard Hopkins, right? Yeah. I, I mean, mean, Manny well, Pacquiao went down, yeah. right? I mean, there's some yeah. greats. Yeah. Morrow made a good point. He referenced immediately the De La Hoya, who, of course, ironically is the promoter right. of Ryan Garcia. He referenced it immediately. I thought that was a good reference. So, look, I understand, you know, some people looked at it and they felt, you know, he should have somehow been uh, tougher to continue. I just don't, I'm not built that way. I don't, I very seldom criticize boxers when they can't continue. And I also think people that think he felt like quitting. Remember in round two, he was hit by a by one of the best punchers at 135 that we've seen in a long time with a perfect left hand. Well, he got up, continued to fight, and even won, I think, the sixth round. So he was competing, certainly. So it wasn't like Brian Garcia was looking for a way out in that fight. But hey, listen, at the end of the day, you know, we live in an era now where because of the immediacy of how people can react to things, um, things go kind of over the top. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, we have to give credit to Javante Davis because he landed a terrific body shot. And, and more importantly, it, unlike many of the fights that have preceded it, even though he was economical with his punches, he found himself in the middle rounds of a fight where he had not given away very many rounds where, you know, he was ahead on the scorecards. And, uh, and so, you know, he was, he was controlling that fight. You know, Al, there, you're speaking to social media and been people jumping on Garcia. Now Garcia has come to the forefront here. I don't know if uh, you follow this story or not, uh, but typical social media here confirms, uh, Ryan Garcia saying that he had a mole in his camp before the Davis fight, uh, after his uh, sparring partner, uh, knew Davis very, very well. And I guess you know, gave Davis all this information and Garcia is just, you know, clamoring this and he's going on, on very different, a uh, bunch of different avenues of uh, social media and, and outlets, uh, you know, claiming this. You, you, what do you think when you hear something like that? You know what? It's just, to me, it's white noise. Yep. It really is. Yep. You know, I honestly, Hey, wait, now, now that I, now that you're telling me you said that, I may rethink that whole idea of, uh, maybe he did green light magnificent stuff. Hold on. I'm rethinking my, I'm rethinking my position on that one. Um, no, I, I so it's all white noise. Uh, to me, it's all white noise. They got in the ring. They fought. Uh, the result is what it is. And, and that's it. To me, as far as I'm concerned, I, you know, I, I, I very much doubt. Even if there was some, I, I doubt if there was somebody even telling any information to Javante Davis and his camp. I doubt that that would have been what would make the difference in that fight. I agree. And Garcia coming out saying, "Oh, actually, sad. I had a mole in my camp. 
like uh, what the you know what it's crazy about that. Thank God it was it was brought to light now. I, I mean, who cares? I mean, the the bottom line is. Yeah. And, and what about this, Al? I mean, what about this? You know, Gar- Garcia. I mean, really taking the fight under these conditions, you know, where, you know, he uh, wasn't able to rehydrate and then the second way. And, you know, we have the second way ins all the time and this and that. But just, you know, he had, to, you know, it's kind of foolish on his part when you think about it to agree to all of these stipulations that really, you know, kind of hindered, you know, him leading up to the fight where he never had to do any of this for any of his other ch- uh, fights. Well, there have been fights before with rehydration clauses, so it's not unprecedented. Um, and he did take it at a lower weight than he, than, I mean, he fought in his last two fights before that, he fought a couple of pounds above 136. He fought at 139 and then he fought at 138 and three quarters. So he was several pounds higher. And of course, the rehydration clause, uh, which he comfortably made, I mean, he came in I think at 144.9, so he made it by better than a pound. Uh, how much of an impact did make? I don't know, but he signed a contract and he wanted the fight, and he had to fight under those conditions. Yeah. Um, you know, would we, we'd always rather have fighters just pick a weight and fight out of the course. And I know there were some people that felt, uh, you know, that the rehydration cost could have bothered them, and it might have. I, you know, I can't say. One way or the other, whether it didn't, but it was part of the the uh, uh, you know the landscape of this fight, and uh, you know, so we'll see. We'll see. I mean, moving forward, uh, Davis will certainly keep fighting at one thirty-five. Garcia is likely to move up to one forty, which is a, a blessing and a curse for him because it's a blessing because he may feel feel more comfortable making the weight. It's a curse because the 140-pound division is the deepest division in boxing, the deepest division. There are 15 to 20 fighters in the 140-pound division who all are excellent. So we've got some big fights coming up. We've got Lomachenko and Haney, uh, Teofimo yep. Lopez, Josh Taylor. Let's throw Shakur Stevenson in the mix, and let's throw Tank Davis in there. How do you how do you rate these guys, Al? I mean, who who do you have at the top? Well, listen, that division has you know you mentioned Shakur Stevenson and and, and Haney, Daryl Haney. He, they're both of them are terrific. Haney, of course, is the undisputed champion at 135, which right. is of some significance. And all three of those men, those two and Davis, I think. Each bring many special things to the dance. They're all really, really, really good fighters. And I recognize that, you know, from a promotional standpoint, a platform standpoint, Davis fighting either of those two men is a challenge, but not an insurmountable one. At the end of the day, when you get to the point where it's pay-per-view, We've seen we've seen networks collaborate. We've seen promoters collaborate. I mean, I lived through the shotgun uh, marriage between uh, HBO and Showtime when we did the Pacquiao Mayweather fight. Right. Um, you know, and that'll and that'll be the book I write when I'm ready to retire. So 
<laughs> right. I can hardly wait for that one. Albert. That one, that one I'm going to wait until I'm really ready to retire before I write it. <laughs> Al Bernstein, he's still uh, doing his thing, and it was on the call Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. Al, talk about T-Mobile, 20,000-plus there. Uh, give us your thoughts on how that atmosphere felt, because obviously you have been involved in so many huge fights. Yeah. But then the, the other part of this, how does T-Mobile feel to you as a venue compared to others around town here? Yeah, that's a good, that's a very interesting question. You know, uh, it does, it is a good venue and you could feel the, the atmosphere there very, very much. Of course, we know the MGM Grand Arena has hosted so many great fights and, 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 and that, you know, we've, that place has been filled with electricity. But, you know, T-Mobile, uh, even though it's a big, big arena, bigger, and uh, where, you know, we normally see the the uh, Golden Knights play and, of course, many great concerts, um, I think it is a good, uh, you know, there have been a number of big fights there already, and I think the atmosphere is great there. And for this fight, it was electric, you know. I mean, obviously, the fight itself turned out to be a little bit more one-sided, uh, although there were there were moments where even within the confines of that, though, there was still a lot of tension because everyone was wondering which one would not land the big punch. And there were moments in that fight where Garcia looked like he was gaining momentum and maybe his power was going to come to the forefront. But So, yeah, the fight, the, the atmosphere was great. And uh, I, I enjoy doing fights there. So we know Davis now 29 and 0, 27 knockouts. Uh, people love talking pound for pound king. Where does he stack up in that conversation, in your opinion? Well, I'm not a pound for pound guy, so I usually don't engage much in that. But clearly, he's one of the best fighters in boxing. I mean, there's no question about that. Where you rank everybody, you know, I don't know because it's mythical. But there's no question he's a terrific fighter. And, you know, he, he's not only powerful and we know that, but he, he's a very nuanced fighter. And one of the reasons he won this fight was because not only of the fact that he hit so hard, but it was him getting the power, getting to the point where he could use the power. And that requires certain boxing skills. And uh, he's a very clever fighter. All right, so the big talk, and we've been waiting for this for a long time. It, we'd love to see Crawford and Spence. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we were hearing, you know, June 17th, but, uh, you know, Steven Espinoza, you know, the guy you know very well with Showtime was saying, no, no, no that's yeah, too that quick. Was never yeah, real. Never, that was, that never. date was not, that date was never real. Right. But I can say that there is a lot of optimism about the idea of that fight happening and and of course you know never over till it's over and as as somebody pointed out that fight has been on the one or two yard line many times before <laughs> yes only, let's punch it in for, come on al carry it in for us all right play fullback bernstein let's go yeah exactly well but the problem is apparently uh, like the seahawks they didn't just give the ball to marshall Lynch, did they? <laughs> no they didn't they, they had to throw pass right <laughs> Just, so, um, just don't let Moro yeah. drop back to pass, okay? I'd rather stick it in your gut and have you dive over the top, okay? There you go. Thank you. <laughs> I, let me be the Marshawn Lynch of this group. I, I appreciate that very much. Absolutely. I, I thank you for that vote of confidence. I appreciate it. No, the I, I, I do, I think we all are 
fairly optimistic that that fight can happen this year and that it is that it, it is very possible. And if it does happen, it'll probably be within the next three months. So my guess would be July or August. Um, I'd be even betting more on July. But <laughs> we're all hopeful because the way, the way this, I mean, this has been a really remarkable year for the sport of boxing. And as you pointed out, you listed several really big fights coming up, like Haney, Lomachenko, and uh, there's, there's a number of others. Mm. And, and and this has already produced great, great fights. So if the, if the Crawford... Uh, Spence fight can happen this year. That would, you know, be a, a an additional boon for the sport. Uh, and and I'm I'm kind of you know I'm kind of optimistic it may happen. All right, I will leave you with this. I, uh, the most important you know question we have for you: uh, Did you have anything to do with Adrian Broner not showing up to his own press conference on Saturday? <laughs> I you, 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 yeah, she caught me. I'm going to make this confession on the show. I thought you wanted the breakfast like all the other media, Al. I mean, come on, come to the press conference. Don King, here we go. Adrian Broner, and we look at the dais, and there's no Adrian Broner. They're not there. I I can reveal now that I hacked into his Uber uh, account and and made the Uber driver go somewhere else. Al, no, Al Bernstein's buddy, Adrian Broner. I know. Oh, too funny. Yeah, I I don't understand that. But then again, it's Adrian Broner. There's, I mean, don't even try to figure it out. That's what I say, right? Well, the other funny thing is that Bill Hutchinson, uh, who, of course, is, you know, not exactly a, a household name to anyone. Right. He was happy to come to that press conference and did come. Yeah. And as one one writer pointed out, this is my long-awaited chance to ask Bill Hutchinson any question I want. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> so, oh, all right, my friend. Uh, what's coming up next for you? Plug away. Uh, May 13th, we have uh, – uh, it was supposed to be Alberto Puello against Roly Romero. Puello uh, is out because of a, uh, um, uh, a, a banned substance being found in his body. Uh, and so uh, Ismael Barroso is fighting Roly Romero instead, and we have a nice undercard on that. So that's going to be on May 13th. And then uh, in June, we've got Julian Williams uh, against Carlos Adamas coming up. And uh, so we've got some nice fights, and then we're likely to have a couple in July. Uh, hoping that one of those will be uh, the Spence Crawford pay-per-view. So we'll see how it goes. All right, my friend. Always appreciate the time. Thank you very much, and I uh, look forward to talking with you soon. And and, and hearing your bellowing voice on a stage uh, at the Tuscany very soon. We will, and, and, and I will say this. If the Spence Crawford fight does, I was, I, does happen in the next three months, I'm guaranteeing here on your show that we will be doing a musical show that week. No question. There it is. There, it's not the official breaking news, but it is. And then go watch George Foreman the movie. You will hear Al Bernstein. Did they did they get it right? Did you see the premiere yet, Al? Did they did they? I've not paint? seen it yet, but I, I I did do a voiceover for it, so I'm looking forward to. It. All right, I'm I'm, I'm going next week. It's, it starts Thursday, right. so um, I'll, I'll I'll give you the review. <laughs> I talked to George. I talked to George, and he's very excited about the the movie. So Good. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Take care, brother. Appreciate you. Take care. Bye bye. Hey, there he is, Al Bernstein.